1: Your eyes tell you it's true! I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. And
2: welcome to episode 173 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the first episode of May 2016, and I am joined here by Rachel Cook. Hey there. And Jeff Dean.
1: What's up, kids?
2: And we are going to be basically covering this as a news episode. This is like 100% news related. So, let's roll the news bumper.
0: This is United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan.
2: Our first story, our big story of the night of the episode is of course, On Wednesday, April 13th, Toho dropped not only a teaser trailer, but a full one minute and 30 second trailer for Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that. Obviously, you both have seen this trailer. Mm -hmm. Jeff, how many times have you seen the trailer for Shin Gojira?
1: I think the day it was released, I probably watched it a good ten times. Mm -hmm. And... In total, over the last two, three weeks, probably at least thirty times
2: I okay, I've seen it wow, nice, so what, what about you uh i've actually much less than you, <laughs> like apparently, because my whole thing is i don't like to know too much about these movies, and so generally it's, if you're talking about an american made movie, I will watch one teaser and I will watch the first like trailer full-blown trailer that they have for a movie and then i shut it all down like yeah. first the force awakens i didn't watch anything until i went and saw the movie except for those two trailers
1: well i think with this one it didn't really give away i mean other than godzilla's design nothing of the plot or true anything. and so that's why gonna i was
2: talking about spoilers in this yeah so, this so
1: that's why i basically watched it over and over again just to kind of get sure yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. the feel of it and to you know so um, rachel how, how many times it? did
2: you watch it
0: I think I've only seen it three times actually, just okay. right when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm like you, I don't like to watch too much ahead of time. I was pleased that yeah, this trailer didn't give away a lot. Um but I was yeah, I guess we can talk about our thoughts on it here in a minute.
2: So. Yeah, so uh yeah, I mean I probably have seen it maybe six times, six or seven times. It's not something I it's actually funny story. When the news dropped, I woke up to the news, I think. And so I was like, whoa, what's this? Because I was staying in an apartment with Lady Kyle in a, in an area of Tokyo called Ota. I was like, oh, no, they've launched a Godzilla trailer. <laughs> of course they did this when I'm in Japan and I'm getting ready to go on a Mount Fuji tour, which I will be pretty much disconnected from the world <laughs> for the rest of the day. Uh, but I was able to download it and and watch it and – Oh man. Uh, I think we should just jump right into it. Yeah. So the first thing, the first thing that comes into mind when I even think of the trailer or when I think of my reaction when I watch the trailer and when I think about what most people talk about when they talk about this movie is the design of Godzilla. What do you guys think of Shin Goji's design? Like it's pretty different from what we've seen before, especially in the chronology and the history of Godzilla films.
1: Let me just start off by saying. I'm very, very pleased that they decided to at least show us Godzilla instead of (laughs) you know keeping it under wraps until the movie came out. Yes. I was very pleased that, you know, they decided like let's just get it out of the way, not keep this in a whole bunch of secrecy. Let's just do it.
2: Well that's I mean, I don't want to say like that's the Japanese way, but typically in Japan we don't get these huge uh secretive reveals that, you know, you can't t- see what Godzilla looks like until you actually go see the movie or whatever. Uh Typically in Japan around right about now, around April or, you know, sometime in the spring, they do their major announcement. They say, we're making a movie. It's going to be launched in December. And this is what Godzilla looks like. And here's the director we've chosen. And they might give some plot details, but that's generally what happens. This year they not this year but for this movie they announced it last year and so they've had a lot more time to work on pre-production to work on design to work on uh execution of you know getting prepped for special effects footage and they were shooting the live action extra stuff around October and November of last year mm-hmm. so they've had from I'm just gonna say they've had since November of last year, or even to give them more time. They've had since December of last year to work on the effects and the post-production stuff and getting something buttoned up for a trailer that we can see in, in April. Now this is getting released in summertime. So, you know, keep in mind the, while the amount of time that they're making, this movie is not really that different from what we've seen in the past. The schedule has shifted. So they announced it in, you know, Actually, when did they announce it? They didn't announce it last year. They announced it earlier than last year, right?
0: What? Um, Didn't they announce it around the 2014 Godzilla?
2: I think they announced it in des- they, maybe yeah. December of 2014. I thought like it was yeah.
1: af- after the release of the
2: 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, so it's, a, a, it's a like, yeah, because a... August came on the show. We talked mm-hmm. about that because it was the same time. It was about the same time that they announced the... Godzilla Hotel and all that stuff. So. Yeah. It's
1: about 18 yeah. months ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for me, like, this has been a slow build. A lot of people mm-hmm. have seen, you know, there were leaked images online of what Godzilla looked like. And some people were like, that's not what he's going to look like. And sure enough, just like all of the other leaks that happened to these movies, it's exactly what he looks like.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I know a lot of people have been sort of not into the design. So I did a poll on the Kaijucast and asked people, you know, just sort of a loose loosely based poll. Uh it looks like we got 52 people commenting on it. So I have not tallied those results, but overall, actually it seems like a lot of people like it. There are mm-hmm. some people who take some umbrage with certain elements of it, of course. And we're going to talk about that, but overall I think the general consensus is there are people who don't like it, but a lot of people are excited about it. Jeff are you excited about the design? Do you think Godzilla in this burnt, cracked looking skin with the the weird googly eye and the crazy mouth and the skinny arms and the glowing skin underneath, the glowing muscles underneath? What do you think?
1: I love it. I think it looks fantastic. Cool. Um I love the look of the skin and it looks like almost like you know, lava. Underneath, yeah, 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 the with crusty that skin. Mm-hmm. I like the kind of small beady eyes. It just looks, and the mouth. It it looks like a monster from hell. Sure, yeah. So when I saw this design and the whole feel of the trailer, I kind of feel like Godzilla has to be a bad guy, a, vill- oh, yeah. a villain, a monster mm-hmm. in this film. Um, I would assume he would have to be based on that design alone with the mouth. And, you know, those really extremely long crooked teeth
2: yeah, it kinda, that he has. it kind of reminds me of the Heisei version of Godzilla's teeth where he had, like, just, like, rows upon rows. Yeah. But they have made it less uniform and more, like, just random smattering of nasty-looking teeth.
1: Yeah, mm. but I love the design. It's just very textured and, you know, very crusty. And I, I love it. Cool. You know, I understand when you, you know, redesign something, it's going to be very polarizing for fans. But I think if the majority of people like it, you know, it's a success. So, I, you know, I'm just like, so what I've seen so far, I'm, I'm on. You're over. on board. I'm totally on board. Okay. Rachel, what about you?
0: Uh, I, I gotta agree with Jeff. I think that he looks awesome. I, That it was such a dark, like, gnarly looking Godzilla just made you really kind of cringe, like, Oh God, like, don't mess with him kind of a thing. Just, he is such, has such a presence on the screen, I think, where it's just this menacing, crazy looking, scary monster, which I, I'm, I mean, obviously a monster movie fan, but, um, but I love a really just, rough looking crazy monster where you're just like oh my god like i you know obviously i love the friendly monsters as well but i <laughs> i know Rachel it's shocking the yeah. really <laughs> but, babies too yeah. Baby but monsters. i also get a real kick out of ones that can really have that scary presence on the screen where i enjoy getting scared in horror movies and different fun monster movies where I get a kick out of if it really works on me, where Mm -hmm. they really create a sense of terror. I love that. That, like, is thrilling for me. And I think that this Godzilla is really going to pull that off.
2: Good, good. Okay, so I just thought of something. I just Mm -hmm. realized, with the exception of Brian, right, this here is the same crew that went and saw Godzilla 2014 when it opened.
0: That's right. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And you talking about that and wanting to sort of see the horror
0: yeah. reminded
2: me of how disappointed we were when uh. we walked out of the theater. Sure, the movie has some good points. The 2014 film, obviously. Yeah. Is what we're talking about here, but the, we were disappointed because we were expecting, I think all of us were expecting mm-hmm. a scary Godzilla movie that like, yeah. where, Godzilla wasn't the, the hero. And he was like the, that, that, mm-hmm. that whole mood piece. That they, that pushed, you know, before San Diego Comic Con in 2012. That to me, and this is actually a complaint I had somewhat recently too about the film. That to me, they called it a mood piece because it's supposed to set the mood for the movie, give you Mm -hmm. a taste of what that mood is going to be like. And in the long run, Godzilla 2014's Mood wasn't a horror film, wasn't scary, wasn't what we thought it was going to be. This terrible titan of destruction who was just so big and so unwieldingly like massive and able to destroy so much stuff that you just, there's like the horror of it all. Like how, how can you escape Mm -hmm. something so big that has like no, doesn't care about you at all? You know? Yeah. That's sort of what I thought was going to happen in 2014. This, in my opinion, is Toho's opportunity to pick that ball up and actually take that and, I hope and so. finish the game with it? Yeah, yeah,
1: I hope they do not run a game of false advertising, <laughs> like like the, because the 2014 yeah. that first trailer, sure, yeah, yeah, they misled what the movie was going to be about. Yeah, in my opinion, of course, a movie is not what the trailer is based on,
2: right? Of course, but
1: yeah. but still, they sold a different movie than what was actually released
2: I, I also in my opinion yeah.
1: and i hope they don't do not do this with on. and that's kind of funny because i thought about that after the first couple of times i watched this trailer mm-hmm. i'm like they're selling this with the music and the heavy drama mm-hmm. that's going on it's like oh it looks like godzilla is the actual villain he's the main focus of yeah. the film but is that going to be the case? I hope so. But, yep. you know, we don't really know until we actually see the film.
2: Right. That's true. So um, I'm actually on board with both with the design. I'm like right there with both of you guys. I think that the Shin Goji Godzilla is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like an actual monster, not like a heroic monster. You know, like yeah. he's, as much as I love the Heisei design and I consider that sort of like – the epitome of what a Godzilla should look like if it were to literally walk out of the ocean. Like, I honestly feel like the 1989 or the 91 Godzilla. That's what I see in my mind's eye when I think of Mm -hmm. Godzilla. But this is more of what I would picture if someone told me, dinosaur brought back to life by a nuclear test, irradiated and just seething with radiation and and is like head, horror, yeah, just able to like destroy everything like he's totally. huge this godzilla is massive
1: and the one thing i do like is his like very reptilian eyes
2: yeah
0: i think those yeah, are no, cool he's got these kind of small
1: mm-hmm. almost yeah. like well, his
2: eyes, eyes the first thing we saw obviously was a uh the the shin godzilla teaser image that was used on the poster which i'm seeing if i can just pull out right here Blah-bam. Yeah. So that's the first thing we saw, just the profile. And I thought that, that those eyes, those almost googly, cookie monster-like eyes, I thought that those were going to play a bigger role in the trailer when I saw the design realized on screen. But I surprisingly was uh, – well, I was pleasantly surprised that I wasn't paying attention to the eyes. Mm-hmm. For me, the only thing that looks a little weird, I will also – I will echo some of the statements that I've read online. Because they are actually concerns. His arms are tiny. His little forearms are like turned upside down Jurassic Park T Rex arms. You know, yeah. And his, I don't know why his, I said Jurassic and, Park there. And but.
1: his claws are a little bit. They almost look like they do look tiny, and his claws are—they're just like a little odd shaped. Not that I dislike it, but it's a little strange. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: but I mean, so the the that's the. Things that I've read online say, oh, you know, these are the problems we have with it. You know, people don't like the arms. They don't like the length of the tail.
1: Yeah, I've heard the tail is too girthy and like too, <laughs> too like, long. I don't
2: have a problem with the, the hands or the arms. Mm-hmm. I think they look fine. Actually, if you look at the original Godzilla, the 54 Godzilla that attacked the clock tower, his hands and arms are sort of in that sort of, like, position. They're yeah. not... They're not like the later Godzillas where he's moving them around and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think this is just another nod to the fifty-four.
0: And I think they remind me of Bemler's hands Mm -hmm. a little bit and arms. Like, and I kind of like the small arm look on a monster. Like, I kind of dig it. Um, So I didn't really have a problem with that. And the tail, it it definitely seems like a pretty long tail for Godzilla. But again, it's just another weapon for him that i was like oh i could see them utilizing that to really you know wipe away some buildings or whatnot (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) looks like he could swipe away some small
0: cities
2: (laughs) um so let's uh let's hear some more about the design what do you guys think about the the because we saw the design from the nico nico maquette that was on display a couple weeks ago so you got to see anything that you were like I don't know what his feet look like, or I don't know what his, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> like inner so,
2: thigh looks like. Now we know what his entire body looks like because they had the full blown CGI render maquette on display.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was, um, interested to see what I, um, noticed, especially in one of the angles that they were showing the maquette. Um, I think that his kind of neck and head really look like a hydrogen bomb explosion. Like, uh, the cloud, um, mushroom cloud. Yeah. Is what yeah. I meant to so say. the original yeah.
2: design of Godzilla, one of the designs they had, his head looked like a mushroom cloud. Mm-hmm. That was, that was absolutely without a doubt a 1954 design element that was toyed around with. Yeah. So I agree with you. So yeah, I think and it I definitely think seems like they were going purpose, for that. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. which is awesome. I think it's a badass, especially with the way they have the whole the burning effect and the lava, and like we were talking about. I think that it all works really well for the metaphor that Godzilla is a victim shows. of
2: radioactivity. Yeah, yeah for so. sure.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Rachel. I think it's a very creative and intelligent design and new design for Godzilla. Yeah. Which is kind of like. You know, there's purists who don't want Godzilla changed, but Godzilla does change, you know, in each decade, and each uh, series. Yeah, each we, iteration of Godzilla that, is slightly different, yeah. Yeah, that we've seen, and um I, I, I just love this design. I can't wait, you know, to see it in full effect in the actual film. But just from the initial reaction from the trailer, I can't wait to add this Godzilla to my collection.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, yeah. It
1: just looks like it'd be dynamic.
2: Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, hit back on the tail. We talked about its length. What mm-hmm. we didn't talk about were the details that we finally saw. We saw some details in the trailer.
1: But yeah. Once
2: that maquette was on display and we started getting a lot of photos of like high res photos of the face, the hands, the, you know, the back, out every part of the body, essentially. The tip of the tail is very interesting. I know that when i saw let's see shortly after the trailer was released someone did a screen grab Mm -hmm. where godzilla's in the foreground that his tail is sort of way in the background and you can see some details in the tip of his tail Mm -hmm. right so it kind of looks a little reddish Mm -hmm. and if you look at what's in the tail there's bones in there yeah like what does that mean we're not going to sit here and speculate on what (laughs) it's going to mean you know none of us actually know
1: It's like rudolph
2: Sure, yeah. Godzilla the red-tipped tailed monster. Uh But there's, I mean, almost bones, like someone mentioned that it looked like human jawbones are in there. They'd have to be huge, gigantic human jawbones, but still, the fact that there's these weird bone things in his tail. I saw one picture that made it look like there was an actual skull and a rib cage, and I was like, "Oh, oh. maybe something's gonna pop out of his tail." It'd be oh so man,
0: nasty. like thing style. Yeah. Like it turns out, you know, all these other like faces are coming out of his body.
2: Or that would like be that. a, that'd yeah, be that'd awesome. be awesome too. Yeah. yeah. Voices <laughs> of monsters past. Defeated. Yes. Oh, that'd
0: be so cool.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on board. I think the, you know, I think that this Godzilla design is cool and it's interesting and it definitely should generate some interest in the franchise. Um, I will say this is not a design that I think has staying power. I don't know for a fact that I would want to see this design, this exact Godzilla design in a brand new series of movies. I'm sort of treating this as a one and done Godzilla. Yeah. Um, unless of course, this is just stage one and evolution of Godzilla and the next, you know, by the end of this movie, he looks a little bit different or something like that. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Cause I mean, let's be honest. I actually have not seen a lot of people say this. I know some people have brought it up, so it's not like I'm the first person to think of it, but we've already seen this look in Godzilla. If you sort of mix the fifty four <laughs> Godzilla and the mm-hmm. D- desu Goji from Godzilla versus Destroyer, you know with the sort of burning look, mm-hmm. it's different, obviously it's not the same, but that was one part of the design that made me kind of go like,, eh, we've seen it before that element very differently approached, but um and in a way somewhat a little too similar to the attack on Titan colossal. Mm-hmm. titan you know like the fact that there's uh you know musculature sh- showing yeah. underneath the yeah. broken parts of the skin i was kind of it made me when i first saw that i was a little disappointed i was like come on higuchi don't bring titan into Godzilla." <laughs> <laughs> but i don't really think that's what he's doing uh i think the. yeah it's, it's different enough cool. but uh, mm-hmm. but do you guys like would you just from seeing this design could you see this sparking off a new series and using that design again and well, again and again
0: it did make me think actually if um if they were going to if they're only showing this particular design because that's all they've completed in the production and maybe there's going to be or maybe as part of a reveal in the movie there'll be a cooled down version like where yeah. he, you know like where he's not burning from inside and there could be a more normal Godzilla skin kind of version? <laughs> like the, I, I do wonder if they could do that or maybe the kaiju even, and yeah. chill version. Right. Or they have like a they can release a kaiju prequel uh later yeah. as part of the series and be like, okay, this is Godzilla's a baby uh, before he was burning, <laughs> just throwing this Rachel, out there. Give it up. Just you an don't idea. Need to, don't need to <laughs> keep up baby Godzilla.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, so I mean what do you do you think, Jeff, do you think this this could be, should be used for more Godzilla movies down the road. If, if in fact there were to be more Godzilla movies,
1: you know, I haven't really given much thought to that. Um,
2: I think that's a good thing, man. Don't, because you I don't have to put too much thought yeah, into it. Because
1: I, I'm i just more concerned about this movie by itself to see exactly, you know, what the plot is, Yeah, how Godzilla is portrayed in this film. Um, and then I'll worry about the sequels after you know I I, I see this movie. Yeah, that's kind of see to what it. Godzilla's character is like. Yeah, you know yeah. I like the design what I've seen so far, but until you see it in the actual film, you know it's kind of hard to pinpoint. I can't really get that far ahead.
2: Well, that's what we do as a podcast. I mean, if we had a YouTube channel, we'd be all about like predicting exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So what's exactly going to happen, Jeff? Well, let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think that overall the design is fine and I'm looking for really looking forward to seeing it on some kind of screen in the future.
1: So Uh, yeah. on, On that topic. Yes. About, you know, they haven't signed any kind of agreement ...for the film to be released here, theatrically yet. Sure. I'm not saying okay. it's not yeah, going yeah, yeah. to happen, but as of this date, nothing has been signed for it to be... I mean, True. it's not going to get a rollout well, of 3,000 theaters in right. America.
2: Well, what, okay, so but, a few weeks ago, what ended up happening was somebody posted information about a company called New World Cinema, I believe... I'm not putting too much stock in this. This is like sort of a spoiler warning. I don't really think this is a real story. So this is not something that anybody needs to get their arms up in or worked up about because it already happened and that people shouldn't be doing that. New World – I'm going to say New World Cinema because I can't remember the name of the actual company. They went into – they like made a deal with Toho for home video distribution for, Shinga, for Godzilla Resurgence. Hmm. And a bunch of people were like, oh, why is it not going to theaters? It's not going to theaters. The end of the world is nigh! And it's just not, that's not the case. Like, so who, and I don't know about you guys. Sure, I love seeing a Godzilla movie in the theater. But did you see Godzilla 2000 when it came out in the theater? Man, it was kind of abysmal. Like well, yeah. I it was great to go see, but like, I, was I was like there one of like five people yeah, in the theater.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think I went like opening night. There was like me and two other hobos in there. <laughs> and that's about it
2: yeah yeah I just I mean my thing is like I would really hate for them to say "All right, well let's take a gamble and put this in the theaters in America and then not have it do well not have it make it worth their money and then taint the name of the name of a Japanese Godzilla even more so than it already is here in the States well okay Godzilla
1: 2000 was released by Sony Mm -hmm. correct to like the mall multiplexes yeah 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 This is not going to get that. I thought if this got released, it would be something to more independent art house. Sure. Yeah. You know, like a few hundred around the nation. I would be absolutely
2: down with that. I would absolutely be down with talking to the guy from the Hollywood theater and organizing a big screening here in Portland. But like for a majority of Godzilla fans out there, they don't. And I mean, a majority of American Godzilla fans. Let's be you know narrower about this. They're not going to have an opportunity to go see that movie if it goes to the smaller art houses. Sure, people in Seattle, Los Angeles, New York, et cetera, those people might be able to get it if it shows in small run theaters there. But if they don't, you're talking about a wide range of Godzilla fans that aren't going to be able to see it until it's out on video. Now, having said that, I'm the kind of person that hates going to the movie theater. I hate the Price, I hate the popcorn. When Dave was bitching about that mm-hmm. in another episode, yeah. I was sitting there going, "Like, all right, so I guess Dave's complaining about things, but I, none of what he was saying was wrong, you know." Mm-hmm. So, plus the whole like jerks in the theater who don't stop, you know, looking at yeah. their phones or talking to people, like the, the theatrical experience is kind of a pain in the butt for me. So I don't go to a lot of movies. It has to take a really big movie yeah. is what can pull me into the theater.
1: But I think, like, if this was to come out, like, at something like the Hollywood or Cinema 21 here in Portland. Sure, yes, absolutely. That you yeah. would get a different... Crowd. Crowd, right? yeah. people who want to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would, because mm-hmm. I don't go to a lot of movies either, but I would go see this if this was my only opportunity to see this movie until it hit home video or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, same here. That's, I mean, I think of the crowd when they, um when they released the 1954 Godzilla. I and mean, when they did that screening at the Hollywood, what was that a couple of years ago? Um, oh yeah. yeah and yeah. August had come out and stuff. Um, that, that was a great crowd. It wasn't a bunch of idiots on their cell phones or anything. People that were there wanted to see true. the movie. They wanted to see it on the big screen. And so that, I think that would be the way to go to just have the small number of releases for the true fans.
2: Yeah, no, I will agree with that. That, that is that is exactly how I would go to the theater. Yeah. You know, if the Hollywood or the Roseway or somebody was playing Godzilla Resurgence and I was like, "Oh my god, we're talking about a small theater, like I will support the hell out of it." You mm-hmm. know, I'll go multiple times. Yeah. I'm just saying that I don't want the name of Godzilla dragged through the collective pop culture mud just if it doesn't do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's oh, such yeah. a stigma yeah. with Poor box office results. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I just don't want that to happen at Godzilla.
1: Yeah. But, you know, Godzilla Resurgence will be a foreign film. So it's not going to be dragged through the release. Like, if, like, since it's not opening at 3000 theaters in America, people aren't going to say like, Oh, it's a box office bomb. You true. Know, it's not true. If it's going to be, you know, plus we don't know gonna,
2: how the movie's going to be, you know, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't need to get too I just think, far into that. I just right
1: think now. it would be disappointing if it comes out in Japan in July, and we have no way to see it. Here. Yeah. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be disappointing until it hits a, like video in December or something? Wouldn't that mm-hmm. be disappointing?
2: I'd be sad. I wouldn't be disappointed. You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't be disappointed You'd, because you
1: could wait till December.
2: Yeah. I could. But I mean am I a does that make me like a weird a weirdo? Like Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 so no, it's Okay, not, let, let me tell I you this. Get, hang on, hang on, no, okay, not, l- hang on. Okay, no, no. L- I, l- hang on. Listen, listen let's say of... it
1: comes out in July <laughs> and you hear from Japan a lot of fantastic like oh my god this like it gets a great response. Sure. Wouldn't or let's say it gets like a negative response. Either way, I'd be like, I'm dying to see this. I don't want to wait six months. Or you'd hit the bootleg market.
2: Oh, come on, man. I'd hit the bootleg market. Like, I don't know if I would buy a... <laughs> one of the old videos where they've got a do to the theater with a video camera set up. I wouldn't buy one of those, but, you know... Yeah, yeah. I absolutely would try to watch it as soon as possible. I mean, that's how I do things. I try and watch the movies as soon as they're available in some format or another, but I, you know, like there's people who are going to Japan to see Godzilla resurgence in the theater. Shin Godzilla, when it comes out in the theaters, a lot of people ask me, dude, are you going to go see it? It comes out in July, the end of July. I was there August, mid August, and I was miserable. I'm a big fat man. I don't (laughs) belong (laughs) in Japan.
1: I'm also thinking they have American English subtitles? No,
2: no, no. They won't have subtitles. Yeah, so
1: you'll be lost. Uh, No, dude.
2: Every every movie that has come out since 1995, I've seen an unsubtitled version of it first. So it's no surprise to me. It's no big deal. Like, that's not a problem. Waiting six months isn't a real problem. Now, if the reviews are good, of course that's going to make me want to watch it sooner. So hopefully I'll be able to watch it sooner. But I absolutely... If you're talking about a legitimate (laughs) U.S. release, uh, depending on when that coincides with the Japanese, you know, home video release, it just depends. I'm just, for me, I just want to say, like, once again, to reiterate, I just don't want to have another Godzilla 2000 situation happen. Like, so, like, if Legendary releases it to the theaters, I, you know, who knows what's going to happen?
1: I don't think Legendary has. An I don't interest think they. I don't think they are interested in it. I I'm think, just
2: saying, like, do you, you use gets, the Sony s- yeah. as a as a correlation there, but like, Sony released Godzilla 2000. They released it to the megaplexes. If Legendary was going to do it, they would release it to the megaplexes, yeah. or they would do a limited theatrical run throughout the cities, yeah. like New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, etc. For this movie, I would absolutely be interested in supporting the actual movie crowd going to see this movie like another thing is i don't really want to sit in the theater and have people making fun of the movie when i'm sitting right there trying to enjoy it for the first yeah. time
1: you well know? i th- i think if this movie gets a release in the u.s it's going to be through a smaller independent type run like maybe it'll play in portland and seattle or something like that you know like new york yeah. la chicago and i think it's not going to have a giant advertising campaign here in the U.S. <laughs> true. So I think true. the only people that are going to go see it are people who are like, ooh, I like Godzilla movies. You're not going to have mm-hmm. 16-year-olds who are just like, they have other stuff to go see this summer. So I think people are going to go see it. I don't think you're going to have that's the true, same yeah. crowd that you would have. You'd have people that are interested in this Godzilla movie. So I think you're going to have not quite the negative <laughs> you know, crowd of that That's just my... <laughs> That's yeah, just that's what I sense. think.
2: And yeah. I don't want to keep harping on the same thing over and over again.
0: Do you think uh, we'll get a release at the KaijuCast HQ? Do you think they might, you know, just ship it right over here? Oh, I yeah, think, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure. Seriously, I mean,
2: I'm that tight Toho. We're really Toho. big in
0: Japan, right? So, no.
2: I am no. Not. <laughs> to clarify, I am absolutely not tight <laughs> well, with Toho. Let's say if it came
1: out in Seattle and not Portland. I would, I would drive up to Seattle. To I think,
2: actually, I think if uh, if it came to Seattle and not Portland, we should do a Kaiju cast trip to Seattle. Oh, definitely. But you know, that's this is all neither here nor there because <laughs> the movie has not has no theatrical plans in America right now. Yeah. So there you go. We're, that's,
1: we're, so we're just jumping
2: on that.
0: How many actors are in this thing? <laughs> <laughs> is that a good segue? God, that was such a great segue. I don't
2: think I could have done that any better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess technically this this could be a fine time to talk about that. So one of the uh, the articles that was attached, in a sense, to this Godzilla trailer that came out in mid-April was August Ragone's The Good, The Bad, The Godzilla blog posting much more detailed information than I could have Google translated about it. And August says that uh, in the press release, Toho Trumpet's... Godzilla Resurgence will also boast the inclusion of 328 well-known actors in supporting cameos, including Kengo Kora, Ren Osugi, Akira, Emoto, Kimiko Yo, Jun Kinimura, Mikako Ichikawa, Pierre Taki, Takumi Saito, Kesuke Koide, Arata Furata, and an ex AKB 48 member, Atsuko Maida. And that's just for starters, he says. And clearly, I was going to make a joke. Like, we should read every single one of them just as a joke. All <laughs> three. Uh, if you ever wanted to hear me stumble over so many names, that's the way to do it. But I don't <laughs> want to do that. So we're, we're just going to end it at that. Did you recognize any of the actors from the trailer? Because there were a lot of people that they showed.
1: I noticed quite a few. Actors from the Heisei series. Really? thrown in there.
2: No, I just saw one.
1: Just one?
2: One or two, maybe. Uh,
0: See, I saw two. a few that I thought I recognized, but I couldn't place where from.
2: Racists. No, <laughs>
0: exactly. uh, I'm I Let me say, I am terrible at placing actors in American movies as well.
1: Are there 328 well-known actors in Japan? <laughs> yeah, so, man. Say what you will
2: about their movie industry. They have a pretty big film and television and movie industry. Like they're you know, I don't know why I said film television and they have a pretty big film industry there but regardless this, of the actual quality of the movies.
1: But to say 320 what are they? 20 well known?
2: Oh, well, that's what August said. Like okay. well known who well that, known might be they've be been like, in the, a bunch of stuff, but I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean that's a hell of a lot of. I mean, if the movie's probably like two hours, that's like an actor for every thirty <laughs> seconds. There's somebody on the well, screen. Well, he
2: did say cameo, so I'm hoping what that means yeah. is that it's literally just a cameo, and you know, you're like, oh, hey, it's that guy from that show that I like in the morning, like yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, have you ever watched a movie that has touted? Let's not say 328, but like, so let's say. A whole bunch of people you recognize. Like, little cameos here and there. Not not necessarily... Cannibal Run.
1: Bigger.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, so hopefully, Godzilla Resurgence will be better than Cannonball Run. <laughs> so, I
1: haven't seen it, that's but... A, that's a tough one. I don't know about <laughs> the that. The
0: Expendables, wasn't that uh, lots of big-name actors?
2: Yeah, but that's a sort lot of like of B their grade, main cast.
1: action stars. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, regardless, the deal is that there are a whole bunch of actors in here, and I... Uh, I think my my reaction when I heard that was like why, but I'm not Japanese. I don't. I'm not the kind of person who's going to recognize those people. There were a couple that I thought I recognized in the trailer. Definitely one of them was in Final Wars. But overall, uh, there just it, it wasn't. It, there wasn't anybody to make me go, ooh, that person. Uh, when they first released the information about the movie. They did say that there were three, there were three actors that they initially announced. Two of them were in Attack on Titan. One hmm. of them was, uh, now did you, you saw the first Attack on Titan, right? Actually, Rachel. I
0: still haven't seen it. I've only seen some clips, but oh, I haven't okay. watched okay. it yet.
2: Well, there, In both movies, now that I actually have seen both of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, and actually, as a follow-up, since I've seen both of them, I will say while I hated the first one, Uh the second one was kind of nice to get a little bit of closure to figure out the the rest of the story. So I I actually was much less irritated when I watched the second one. Hmm. Uh, But there was one character in that movie, one singular character that made me happy every time she was on screen and that is uh well you don't know who she is because you did not see the movie but you see, I saw I saw trailers and I've
0: seen some of the clips Oh, I've seen the whole show
2: okay so in the movie she's sort of in charge of of the tech uh, for the people who are attacking the titans okay so she's in the movie she's like uh yelling about how awesome these little hip packs are that hmm. let them zip around and stuff. And she's actually in the film, she's fantastic. Oh, okay. She's really fun. And cool. like every time she's on screen, she's like over the top in a in a comedic way. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And she is in Godzilla Resurgence. And so I'm looking very oh, much nice. forward to seeing what she ends about. up doing there.
0: Yeah. Is she the chick with glasses in Attack mm-hmm. on Titan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like a scientist in in the show, she is doing tests on a couple of the Titans that they've captured. I don't know if they do that in the movie, but mm. it's awesome. And she's a great character in the show. I, yeah, I was excited to see how they they picked a really good actress to port- portray her in the films. It looked like from yeah. the clips I saw.
2: Well, she was great. I mean, she and like I said, she was over the top and she was yeah. funny, and uh, she was over the top in a way. Because I think I told you guys after I watched the movie mm-hmm. that there's this. Anime style over the top acting. It's like, yeah. I'm so angsty and angry and sad and I just can't stand it. It bugs, bugs the hell out of me. Yeah. So, uh, and again, I don't want that for Godzilla either. I don't want to see those characters on screen in Godzilla, no. but, but she in Attack on Titan, when I say over the top, she'd be like, something would happen and she'd get like some sort of flare of, of, uh, some, some like idea or some sort of, mm-hmm. she'd put two things together and she'd, her reaction was just like, oh,
1: my God,
2: now I get it or something like that. It was yeah. really it was really pretty good. And and like I said, every time she was on screen, pretty much, she made me smile and happy. Mm-hmm. So she's in the movie. And thank goodness.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Aside from that's that, great. I really don't know any of the any of the other actors. And we don't need to keep talking about that particular aspect of it. Um But I did want to talk about one other thing that Toho said in that press release. Toho said. That that is an all CGI Godzilla.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. So it's previously, funny because,
1: because you, when I see the trailer, uh-huh. I didn't. And I saw you know some CG shots, but I didn't. You it didn't wasn't see it, anything
2: it, that said this is CGI.
1: Yeah, it wasn't obvious to me. Same here.
2: So let's just say this real quick. I'm I'm a man in suit guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like man in suit stuff. In fact, I was just watching today the first episode of Ultraman X, the show that was on recently. Mm -hmm. And again, I love, love, love the first episode and more of that show. But it's just so classic tokusatsu effects, right? Physical, practical effects being used in camera. And I love it so, so much. And they did such a great job in Ultraman X. It totally makes me say, like, oh, dude, if this is what they do for a TV show, they got to be able to knock it out of the park for a movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: However, previously, we heard that from Huguchi, uh, he said that they were going to be using the same techniques that they did in Attack on Titan in Godzilla Resurgence. I don't. That can't be true if Toho is saying that it's an all-CGI monster. What I'm assuming is that they weren't very happy with the way the puppet looked, so they scanned the maquette, turned it into a 3D monster, 3D, I don't know, object, whatever you call that in the 3D programs, and then basically made the movie like that. Hmm. Their, their CGI, not Toho in general, Japan's CGI, at least up until 2008 – something like that, whenever we saw, like, you know, Gilala and the camera sequel, you know. Yeah. The CGI, not so great up until that point. And I think shortly after that, something happened. They Someone in Japan got their act together and started doing good CGI because the stuff that I saw in the Space Battleship Yamato movie was pretty damn good. And I Ooh. have to say, for – uh Some other films that I can't... I mean, I'm having trouble remembering them off the top of my head, but like Attack on Titan for one. Some of the other films that I've seen come out of Japan since the end of the Godzilla series have had pretty good CGI. Like, not the helicopters in Godzilla vs. Destroyer style or the what don't hold up these days shots of GMK and Godzilla 2000 swimming under the water. You know, those things... They looked great at the time or they hopefully looked okay at the time. Yeah. Now their CGI techniques have gotten better. So I'm hoping that that CGI versus a suit thing is actually going to become less of an issue for Toho because I don't think that they are as amazing as we are here in America as at doing CGI stuff, but I definitely think that their inexperience might serve them well. Maybe they're going to try and make it look more like a kaiju film than a man in a suit mm-hmm. even if it's CGI, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a little concern, a little bit concerning if it's all CGI. Yeah. Cuz you want to see when Godzilla goes through Tokyo or whatever city. I want to see that-
2: him physically go through those buildings. Yeah, yo. because you know, cuz there's a
1: different Look to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you know, it's not an end game. I'm not saying like, oh, if it's all CGI, I'm gonna hate it. Yeah, I'm I, out. You I'm know, out. it's like I want to see it first. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm like, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's not a big deal, but it's yeah. not a big deal.
2: Based on, I think the better way to put what I was trying to say earlier is based on the CGI we saw up until the end of the Godzilla series, I would have. Immediately knee-jerk reaction to say no, no CGI. Screw that. Always use a man in a suit.
1: Well it's like and I would
2: prefer that. It's like my
1: initial reaction to the trailer. It didn't even uh it that didn't even you never thought about that. I never thought about that. You never thought, man, this guy
2: looks like a CGI Godzilla.
1: Yeah, that didn't register with me and didn't bother me at all.
2: Sure. Sure. That's that's good. That's actually what CGI should do, you guys. Mm -hmm. That's actually what should happen. You should go to a movie theater you should sit down to watch the movie, and you should never say to yourself, oh, God, CGI. Why are they using CGI? Yeah, And It just happens so mm-hmm. much. I would actually say America and our – well, I should just say Hollywood. The Hollywood system has gotten so reliant on CGI up until very recently, right? Like so reliant on CGI that some of those major world-building things just look so – lifeless and fake yeah. in the
1: long yeah. run you don't really believe it that's the problem
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I think it pulls you out of the movie when you just are noticing that it's all CGI
1: yeah or yeah. it's like a different,
2: different muscle than the normal one you have to flex for mm-hmm. your uh, suspension of disbelief yeah <laughs> We just looked through all the comments on the KaijuCast page where I polled, and we got 52 responses from people. So that's actually – that's a pretty good slice without me having to pay Facebook to show more people that uh, yeah. that request. 52 people polled, and I would say less than 5% of those people mm-hmm. did not like the design. Most of the yeah. people like it. A couple were on the fence. Some people are like, I like it, but they want to see more and then there are a couple of people who are just like i don't like it not into it that kind of thing mm-hmm. for the most part though i think it's great that mm-hmm. most of the people at least the people we're talking to actually think the design is pretty cool and they're looking forward to seeing it in the theater or on screen and actually see how the movie turns out
1: yeah, and the majority of those people are godzilla fans yeah yeah who, these are people who,
2: who like listen to the kaiju yeah, stuff yeah
1: so so the, i mean i think that's a good sign
2: I think so too. So I know this does not make for good radio, but while Jeff was up, I went and grabbed the Band Presto, which is also uh, linked to a future conversation in the next ten minutes or so. I grabbed my Band Presto 1954 Godzilla figure just to show these guys how scrawny the arms are in the original design of Godzilla. I mean that is like yeah. useless, right? Scrawny. Yeah. I mean, once you actually get a a man's arms in there, <laughs> you know it's not as not as scrawny looking, but uh you know nobody seemed to complain about it when they when they released well, actually, I shouldn't say that there was no internet back then, so there's no way <laughs> people to complain about it online. there wasn't yeah, this Godzilla's arms are way too small anyway i I think the arms are are less of an issue if you're talking about a singular Godzilla monster mm-hmm. in a singular movie. You know, that would come into play if he started doing brawls with other kaiju. But you're just not seeing that right now. Anyway, I think we should move on and go to the next subject for this particular Shin Gojira breakdown. And that is our hopes and dreams for this Godzilla. Jeff, what do you want to happen when this Godzilla movie premieres in
1: Japan? What do I want to happen within the film itself? No, not in the film itself. What what culturally. You, do I actually, want it to launch a new yes. Godzilla series.
2: Actually the answer to everything you just asked is yes. I want to know all yes, I wanna know everything.
1: The, that's what I'm hoping for. I hope this launches a new series of films that will last for another decade mm-hmm. and we'll get one every it'd be great to have one every year or one every two let's, years.
2: Let's go every other year, right? Like everyone can we just I know they're yeah, listening, right? Yeah
1: absolutely Absolutely. yeah i have no doubt
2: Mm absolutely thanks yes ben the uh the we know they're listening (laughs) not really but toho do yourself a favor give yourself a year of breathing room you know Mm -hmm. yeah don't don't rush production yeah you probably remember me telling you this a year ago
0: (laughs) we need some good writers on there you know i think we need good good directing skills if somebody doesn't cut it then uh get it get somebody better in no need to uh, assign movies to directors that have only one film on their docket.
2: Don't use I don't know what that's we've the done here idea. in America as, as the best example, even though we had Pick commercial success. Pick one solid
0: writer. Let's not go through several writers throughout the process. I, I don't, don't think that Japan always works that out as, well. As much as we do it here in the so, States. hopefully not.
2: Yeah. 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 So, hopes and dreams, I'm sort of on board with you, Jeff. I mean, I, I would say that I just want a great Godzilla movie. I want to see – actually, this is the best way for me to put it. I want the Godzilla film to finish and to say that was either a lot of fun – I actually don't predict this so is going to be fun. But, you know, something that ends and I go, oh, I feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have a bunch of that was great, but if only they had done X, Y, or Z. Which yeah. I want to say is how I viewed just about every single one of the Millennium films. Uh, with some very small exceptions, I sat there throughout the whole thing and enjoyed myself. And at the end of the movie, I was like, wow, that was great. Then I said, but there were some things that I didn't like here and there. That's almost always going to happen, but. Most of the things with the Millennium series that I had an issue with, with the exception of Final Wars, uh, those those issues that I took with those films had to do with the production itself, had to do mm-hmm. with, like, decisions made when they were filming, not something that could have been fixed in post-production normally. So, it, like, I just – not that I'm a filmmaker, but, like, I just want to walk out of the theater and be like, dude, that was, that was awesome. That was great. Yeah. Or watch, walk out of the viewing and just be like, I'm so glad. That just, just that, that probably is the most important statement I'm trying to make. I want to be able to say, I'm glad Japan picked up the ball and started making Godzilla movies again.
1: Yeah. I mean, we want one good movie. Mm -hmm. The one complaint I have with American franchise films is they're like, they're not one good movie. Let's like, let's make movies that are going to last for the next seven years. Let's, you know, run this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Which is fine, but I want one good movie and then i want to leave that movie thinking like "Ooh, i'm very curious to see what they do next
2: right um R- rachel have you seen the new star wars movie yet yes we don't need to we don't need to go into whether you liked it or not but at the end of that movie at the end of that movie i said i can't wait to watch the next star wars movie that's what i would like to happen At the end of this Godzilla movie. I would like to say yes. All right. Let's see what happens in number two.
0: Yeah. My thoughts on it are that I want it to be a perfect film. And if we're talking hopes and dreams. I want it to be a film where I go. There is nothing wrong with that. The actors nailed it. The writing was fantastic. I want to be moved with emotion throughout the film. Where I feel just passion for the monster and for the creature. And I want to be blown away by the design. I want to be blown away by just the story of it. I want it to be a movie that I want to put in again and again and again and just fall in love with it. That's my idea of a perfect Godzilla film. I want it to just be incredible and knock my socks off. I I don't think that I, I would love for it to be a film that it inspires me to think, like, oh my gosh, I want more. Like, that would be fantastic. But I even think that that mindset of them, of Hollywood thinking... Let's just go into this with all the money that we can get out of it. And let's think of all the marketing and the big, you know, franchise that we can do with this movie. I hate that about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I want them to go in and be like, let's focus all of our attention on making a good movie. Yeah. That's what I want. I want a good movie. I don't care about the marketing crap, although I would like some toys, but.
2: Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah.
0: In the too. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, but, uh, but it doesn't, I don't want the focus to be, the business of it as Hollywood has turned to with all of their modern films.
2: Maybe that's a good thing because this is a Japanese company doing it. They're they're not going to have the exact same trappings that we have here in the States.
0: Exactly. I say, I see that as a very positive thing.
2: Yeah. So I, I think it really depends on the people behind the film. And I mean, obviously the film relies heavily on Hideaki Ano and Shinji Higuchi, Doing their jobs well and their team doing their jobs well, but also the people at Toho who are who have pushed this into production and who have who are going to continue the job of advertising, the job Mm -hmm. of promoting this film and, you know, getting it out there so people could see it. It's it's all also up to those people to say, was this a success enough for us, to. Make another movie? Yes yeah. or no?
0: And I hope that it is marketed accurately, as we kind of talked talked about. Where I hope that the tone of it is consistent throughout the marketing, where you don't go in and have a large disappointment when you go into the movie. Where you go, oh, that's not really what I thought I was going right. to see. Yeah. You know, like yeah. marketing back very, to what yeah. we we're
2: talking about with the 2014 exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, well, actually, speaking of marketing, that is a good segue. Marketing this film because Hideaki Ano is involved, there has been this cool Godzilla versus Evangelion stuff that has come out. Have you guys seen that?
0: Mm-mm, no, I haven't seen it yet, actually. I
2: forgot to post it in the group, but a few things have come out. One, there was a, there was an article released, uh, shortly after the trailer, or maybe it was before I went to Japan. I can't remember, but basically, Actually, are you guys even familiar with Evangelion at all? Uh, like, I've never I, really I've, watched I've, it, haven't I watched it, but I've imagery.
0: seen I've seen the imagery. Yeah, same here.
2: So there's a there's a uh, logo says Nerve on it, N E R V. It hmm. might even have an E on there at the end. I'm not sure, but it's basically it's almost like a maple leaf design next to the word Nerve. They changed it so that instead of the maple leaf design, it's actually Godzilla's spines. Oh. It actually looks very similar to the Kaiju Core logo. Just oh, saying. How interesting. <laughs> This one right there yeah. looks kind of similar to that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not saying Toho and I had the same idea. That would be ridiculous. Anyway,
0: just maybe cough up a little change headed yeah. this way. You know, sure, yes. Yeah.
2: But but that was just like a promotional <laughs> thing. Like, and I thought <laughs> it was brilliant cool. because Evangelion is so popular that they're yeah. they Toho recognizes that popularity and they say, okay, this is a way we can tie Evangelion fans into coming to see Godzilla mm-hmm. and maybe Godzilla fans into. To watching Evangelion, mm-hmm. so there is actually, uh, a, there are a number of things that have been developed for this Godzilla-Evangelion crossover, marketing crossover, is yeah. what I should say. So there's been the the Nerve logo with the Godzilla spines, there's actually an image from Shinji Nishikawa, the artist who was at uh, Monsterpalooza just a couple of weeks ago, where Godzilla's fighting one of the EVA units, hmm. uh, and Last but not least toy related just the other day at seven 11 of all places. Remember you asked about seven 11 earlier, Jeff, yes. when we were not recording, uh, seven 11 released a Kiryu Mechagodzilla figure that, that one back there behind you guys and that shelf right there, right in the center, the silver oh, dude. Yeah. But instead of being silver, he's purple with green highlights like the Evangelion robot. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know what the deal is. I wasn't really interested in getting one, but they, yeah, they're on the market now. They're on the secondary oh. market now. And, and it's pretty, I think it's a great little tie in, you know, and yeah. it's way better than a Hamtaro cartoon in my personal opinion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great to get, like, like you said, you know, the younger people who may be not that familiar with Godzilla. Sure. To yeah. gen- generate some interest with that crowd.
2: Yeah. I'm actually wondering if that would, because, I I mean, Evangelion, I wouldn't classify those as young people who are, are into Evangelion. Like that came out a long time ago and people, I guess I would say 80s, 90s, something like that. Because I know in 1996, there were already Evangelion figures at, at some of the local comic book shops here in hmm. Portland. So I would assume that it came out much earlier than that. Anyway, uh, that is a cool tie in that they've done. Let's talk about some of the other marketing or product things that they've announced. Band Presto put out a press release where they announced a 35-centimeter, and I'm pointing up here to these 30-centimeter X-Plus figures for you guys' reference, a 35-centimeter Godzilla figure based off of Shin Godzilla. And awesome.
1: It's going to be huge.
2: The price tag, there's still a little little confusion as to how you would get, get this. The price tag is $6 for this figure.
1: I'll take what? one. I'll take
2: three.
0: Yeah. Um, right. Sign me up, please.
2: So the other reason I brought this band Presto name, ringing a bell, familiar
0: mm-hmm. name right
2: here, right? Band Presto Godzilla figure out. This is the 1954 figure that was released right after See in the glass case right behind you on the bottom shelf. There's that Godzilla 2000. Oh yeah. So this was released soon after that one, both that one and this one were cheap. They were like 20 bucks, 25 bucks <laughs> when they came out and they're big. This was actually yeah. one of the biggest Godzilla figures that I own <laughs> when this was released and I bought it. Um. So this Banpresto figure is going to be 35 centimeters tall and it's going to be, yeah, like six bucks, $5 and 70 cents with the current rate. Wow. Uh, now the confusion as to how this is going to be released is there's some sort of lottery thing involved.
1: So it might be
2: one of those things where you buy a lottery ticket for six bucks and you might get it. Or it might be one of those things where that's just the first release. And then later on they'll put out more and for, you know, 20, 25 bucks, 30 bucks. I don't know. I just know that I'm excited about cheap Godzilla toys that are huge. So sign me up.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's what they should do because they could probably sell a lot more of those.
2: Sure. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So the band Presto lottery prizes, according to August Rigoni's article here says prize a is the shin Godzilla, big soft vinyl figure. That's the 35 centimeter figure. Prize B is a Godzilla head magnet. C is a, Silhouette ruler. I don't really know what that means, but it sounds like it could be cool. Uh, D is a clear file set, which means like basically a clear plastic portfolio. If you want to see what one of those looks like, not you listeners, but my co-hosts here, I've got a couple from past years. Hmm. Uh, E is a rubber, st- uh, rubber strap figure, probably, or rubber strap medallion that would mm-hmm. go on your cell phone. Uh, F is a mini figure collection, which is what I'm guessing, those are probably the high-grade figures, the little small guys. Uh, final prize is an original poster, and the double chance campaign says a Shin Godzilla Big Soft vinyl figure. So uh, there's information out there. I'm going to have links in the show notes to these articles on August's blog, but that's pretty much the big information we have for Shin Godzilla in this at this time. And I it was one of those things where I was like, Of course, the trailer drops when I'm doing all this traveling and I can't get together with my bros and talk about this (laughs) on the podcast. And so many people are like, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear you talk about this. I'm just sitting there at my Airbnb in Tokyo going, "Okay, that's cool. He's going to have to wait a little while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the, the film comes out in July.
2: July 29th. Yeah.
1: So I'm sure the toys and collectibles will probably, if it's anything like America, be hitting any day now.
2: Uh I think it's not as soon as in the US. Like those things are slated to come out, I think, in July.
1: Okay. So yeah. About or, the or same August. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean it's hard to say because um uh we don't actually always get that stuff here in the States, but a lot of these things do coincide with the releases. So you can kind of expect to be able to find some stuff in the in the capsule toy. Machines or in the, the made the big box toy stores in Japan mm-hmm. when the release happens. And I just, you know, at this point, who knows? Bandai is also going to be releasing figures from this movie and reissuing some of their older figures too. So, uh, keep an eye out for more stuff from that. They've actually got some high grade figures up for pre order already. There might be some places where you could pre order these things. Check the links in the show notes if you're interested. And, uh, we're just going to go ahead and, and move along to the next subject. So overall, how are you guys feeling about this release? How about like Shin Godzilla? We obviously are not going to go to see it in Japan. Uh, but are you feeling pretty strong about like how this movie is being marketed so far and, and what we've seen at the, at the moment, at least Rachel?
0: Yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm really hoping for a catastrophic horror film type style. And I think that. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking the design, and I'm shocked that that looks like CGI, that or that it is CGI, but it does not look According like to CGI. Toho, I got to say, that yeah. very
2: first shot of Godzilla in the trailer, where it's like sort of him like rearing his head back and roaring, mm-hmm. that did not look like CGI. That no. totally looks like a puppet to me, but I whatever, agree. I guess I have to take Toho's word for it, right? Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Overall, how are you feeling about Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence?
1: I'm throbbing. With positive energy, <laughs> I am. I feel, I feel really good about it. I do. I'm all
2: tingly. Let's all just leave it tingly at
1: that. and all and all smiles right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, I mean, I I still have the same concerns that I had when the director was announced, and that concern for anybody who might be new to the podcast or isn't hasn't heard me say these things is that Shinji Higuchi's films in the past have not had a great track record with me on a personal level. Uh I fell asleep several times trying to watch Lorelai Wish of the Pacific. And I've seen, I think maybe one or two of his other films and they just haven't really resonated so much. Actually, Hideaki Anno's Cutie Honey has been sort of like the best in past releases of these, you know, movies that these two directors have worked on for me on a personal level. So mm-hmm. uh I still have some trepidation because I can't really tell from what I've read, like who is directing the humans, who is directing the special effects stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. So I've got some, I've got some, some concerns there, but from the trailer and from, uh, the design, from everything we've seen, I, I'm getting excited. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what Toho does and, Absolutely, without a doubt. I'm very happy that they've decided to start making Godzilla movies again. I just want it to be a good decision on their part. I don't want somebody at Toho to go, "Whoa, man, that was a huge mistake. We should not have made a new Godzilla movie."
1: (laughs) Well, I think you know they will go by what the box office is. Of course, yes, yes, right. Uh, And and my positive energy is based on what we've seen so far, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's strictly. All I'm basing it on.
2: Yeah, uh, I think Jace mentioned something on one of the Facebook threads that he started saying, um, wondering how soon we might see a sequel. And I, I, my response to him was, don't, don't even think that we're going to see a sequel to this unless until Toho gets the box office numbers back. And when those box office numbers come back, they better be good. Otherwise, we won't get another Godzilla movie.
1: And you'll know within a couple of weeks.
2: Within yeah, the first I'm actually couple wondering if
1: it's a big deal. If it's
2: just opening in Japan, or if they're opening it in Japan and some other places at the same time, or if it's, if it's just Japan, obviously we can get that information from like Box Office Mojo the same weekend that it happens. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it just depends on how Toho feels about it. Was it a good investment? Toho is a business; they need to succeed in their business. Obviously, so uh, I I'm hopeful. I might, that may come off as a little negative, but I really like the design. I like what I've seen so far and I, I want to see more. Although I probably won't watch any more trailers until the movie's out though.
1: I mean, really, we've only got a couple months. Comes out in the end of July, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it two and a half months. It's almost three months. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, uh, overall, we all are excited. We, yeah. we want to see what happens and we hope you guys, the listeners are excited too. Uh, that pretty much wraps up all that we were going to talk about in this episode as far as news. And now what's going to happen is I have a housekeeping announcement. Last year I went with some Godzilla fans. You may have listened to that, uh, <laughs> crazy episode that we recorded in Osaka. Uh, I went with some Godzilla fans to Japan and we s- kind of hung out for our, like almost three weeks and did all sorts of crazy stuff. And, uh, that was basically a prelude or a test run for me organizing a Kaiju cast trip. I have mentioned it in the past in passing, but as of right this minute, it is time to start the actual planning. And so this is the official announcement and it's only going to be announced on the podcast at first, because uh this is really for the listeners. This is for people who listen to the Kaiju cast. I don't want to put this on, the Godzilla collectors group and have a whole bunch of people who don't care about the Kaiju cast, don't care about people that listen to the Kaiju cast, don't care about any of that stuff going with Kaiju cast listeners. This is like a Kaiju cast trip. Uh, it's a week in Tokyo in January, coinciding with a special event that happens there every year called Super Festival, which is a toy show. So the idea is we're going to Tokyo for one week and we're going to be there for this toy show. And also we'll be doing all sorts of other stuff, going toy shopping, seeing some sites or going to some places like the outside of Toho for the Godzilla statue, Ultraman Street, the same stuff that you've seen me post online about my trips to Japan. That's the kind of stuff we'll be planning for that week. Uh, now the, the deal is there's going to be a number, a dollar number involved. Uh, it's not, this is not going to be the kind of thing that G Fest does or G fan does with their G tour. It's going to be much more relaxed than that. We're going to look for a much smaller group, something, something that like we can have a nice dinner out together and it won't be a huge production, that kind of, that kind of thing. So, uh, if you, the first thing I'm going to say is if you're very interested in this, if this is something you've been waiting on for a long time and you're really int- actively interested in, in joining the discussion, we will have a, uh, basically a, an email th- chain or thread that, that sort of helps plan this stuff. And so you need to send an email to controller at kaijucast.com. And, uh, in the, in that email, in the subject line, just write kaijucast Japan trip and, we'll start the dialogue. I'll try and be really good about communicating with people. We'll set up some sort of uh place like where we can access information and share information. And, uh, you'll need to take care of your airfare. You'll need to take care of your hotel. That stuff needs to get booked kind of early to consider it being like solid set in stone kind of stuff. And then also there will be a, (laughs) to quote, the great entrepreneur in G- Mothra versus Godzilla, of course, there'll be a slight fee. But it should be very, uh, very affordable. And to be perfectly honest, I like G-Fan. I like G-Fest. And I like, you know, the people that do a G-Tour. But they charge a lot of money because that's a big tour where they're renting a bus and taking you out to do these big things. We're not going to be doing that. We're going to be doing stuff. We're going to be walking. We're going to be hitting the... uh hitting the subways to get from point A to point B to point C to point D. So I would like to use this time right now as a, as a sounding board for Jeff and Rachel. Now, you guys, I know deep down in your hearts you are actively interested in going to Japan with me. I know you probably won't be going on this trip, but – Pretend that you're a listener who just heard this information. What kind of questions do you have that I can answer in this email – or not in this email. (laughs) So are there – In this episode. Are there
1: dates set in stone yet? The
2: dates are not set in stone. And the reason the dates are not set in stone yet is because Super Festival, which is sort of the thing I'm hinging – it's always on a Sunday, definitely in January. Sometimes it's the second week of January. Sometimes it's the third. It's hard to say. So I'm trying to – I can't say for sure until I know – for sure when Superfestival is, but it's the week surrounding that. So hypothetically speaking, it would be Monday. No, it would, hypothetically speaking, it would be Wednesday to Tuesday. And with the, you know, spanning the Sunday that Superfestival is on.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, what kinds of things, I know you've talked about, you know, going to Toho and things like that. Um, will there be a lot of, uh, kaiju toy shopping involved?
2: There definitely will be kaiju toy shopping involved because you can't go to Tokyo and not go to Nakano Broadway Mall, which has a bunch of shops in it. Um, Akihabara is also an area where you should totally go if you're into kaiju shopping. There are just a bunch of places that I've found over the, over the past few years that I just, I think it'd be cool to go with people. It's actually when Lady Kyle and I were over there. And I was doing a lot of online hanging out with some people in the X plus group. Mm-hmm. One day I was, we were heading back to where we were staying and I talked to Lady Kyle and I was like, dude, can you imagine Rich ESO of Fresh Vinyl Reviews walking into a Mandarake for the first time? He's going to lose his mind. He's going to be so excited with all the stuff he could see. Uh, so that's kind of, that was almost like the catalyst for this entire thing. Like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. how cool would it be to get kaiju fans over there and actually like take them to the shops, take them to the places and take them to see stuff that they've seen in the movies that they've wanted to do in Japan, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Because quite honestly, I mean, I'm not an expert in Japan by any stretch of the imagination. I am not an expert, but I know my way around Tokyo. If you were to go to Tokyo with me for a week I would have a full schedule plan for us mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. So,
0: how um how will it work uh do are you going to have like everybody is going to do all of the same things the whole time or let's say um there's somebody that's really interested in checking out the arcades but that's not really your thing and the rest of the group doesn't really want to do that? Do you guys split up a lot or what's, what's kind of, what are you envisioning there? For
2: the most part. Okay. So, like I said, in November, when I went with my mm-hmm. friends, it was a sort of a trial run for this. Yeah. So, for the most part, we did everything together mm-hmm. for the most part. Now, there are obviously exceptions to that rule. You know, not everybody has to do something. Yeah. But what I have a huge problem with, and I, I experienced this in Japan last year. I don't want to abandon anybody. I don't want yeah. – I definitely don't want anybody to feel like, oh, man, Kyle went and did this or, or whatever. Like I'm alone doing this in a strange city where I don't know where I'm going. If somebody told me, hey, I've been to Japan before and uh, like it's really great that you guys are going to go to the Nakano Broadway Mall. But I've always really wanted to go see the Tokyo Tower. Are we going to go see the Tokyo Tower? And I say, oh, sorry, man. That's not on the list. Well, they could totally opt to go to the Tokyo Tower that day. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would do my best to get them all the information that they need to get there beforehand. Cool. I think in general, we probably will do everything as a group. But, yeah. you know, if if somebody has an exception to that or mm-hmm. they just aren't interested in going to Ultraman Street, then that's okay. But yeah. this this entire thing, by the way… Like I say, it is it is for the listeners. Without a doubt, it is absolutely for the listeners. But there's kind of a vetting situation that has to happen here. I mean, if you say, hey, I'm really interested in going, and I say, great, uh, how are you with walking? And you say, oh, I'm, I can't walk around. You're not going to want to go on this trip with us. Generally, I wake up at like 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning here in the States. So when I go to Japan, I also have that same schedule. Things aren't even really open until noon as far as like stores and stuff go. Mm -hmm. Stores that we would want to go to. Uh, But generally what I do is I'm up and out the door at 7 a.m. and I'm pretty much out and doing things all day long until I come back to my home, apartment, hotel room, whatever it is. Sweet. Yeah.
0: And are you going to be – does everybody typically stay at the same place or –
2: yeah, I think for for this I'm going to require everybody's going to stay at the at the same place. So mm-hmm. it's it's
1: same hotel.
2: It's a hotel and it's very very reasonably priced. If you've ever heard about hotel prices in Tokyo, they can get very high. Uh and that's what, another reason we need to book it early. So uh it's a place called the Sakura Hotel. It's in an area called Ikebukuro. It's a less than 5-minute walk to the train station. And it's one step above a hostel. You don't need – in a trip like what I'm planning, you don't need a place with lots of bells and whistles. So it's a hotel room. You get your own room. You get your own bathroom. And you get internet and a TV in your room. And then they have like a like $3.50 breakfast every morning that you can get like coffee, toast, soup, stuff like that. Or, uh, there's a cafe down below in the same cafe has other food as well. It's a really cool. great deal. They, and the reason we're doing it for a week is that they have a week rate. If you do a week rate, it's less than $70 a night.
0: Oh, wow. Awesome.
2: Yeah. It's great. It's really great. And it's a, like I said, it's one step above a hostel. It still sort of has some hostel like. Community feelings there. Like, uh, mm-hmm. whenever I go, I end up chatting with people and it's yeah. fun. You know, it's just one of those things. Like, unless you are such an introvert that you're like, nobody talked to me ever. And in that case, Japan will be great for you because people do not talk to anyone. <laughs> like, it's everybody keeps to themselves for the most part, uh, especially on the trains. Anyway, yeah. Do you guys have any other? questions like that I could answer. I know if you do, if you're a listener and you're like, yes, this is the kind of thing I've been wanting and like when can we do this? Like, like I said, just send me an email to controller at kaijucast.com uh with what I say, kaijucast Japan trip as the subject, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll get all the information together. It a lot of this discussion stuff will happen in a closed Facebook group.
1: And I'm sure you know the details will start to be nailed down once the toy show dates. Are
2: yes, set. once and I've actually already asked somebody if they can help me figure out exactly when that toy show is gonna be. So as soon as I know that, then I'm gonna start planning out the exact dates. And then it's gonna be a matter of, okay, if listeners X, Y, Z and Double Z are interested in going, you need to make sure that you are in Tokyo by this day. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much it. And make sure that you've got your hotel booked. That's the kind of stuff that you're going to need. And then, of course, like I said, the slight fee on top of that and all the information I will be providing uh, to to the people who are interested. It's one of those things. This is one of those things where I'm like I feel like my knowledge and my experience in Japan should be shared. And I don't Mm – when people ask me what to do in Japan, I'm like, yes, let me tell you everything, all the things, here you go. So I just want to I just want to do that with people who who want to go and like yeah. want to go with me specifically.
0: What's the weather like in January?
2: It's cold. It's cold, okay. but it could snow, but mm-hmm. it's probably not going to snow. It's one of those things where in Tokyo because we're in a city, uh it's like in the middle of Honshu, which is the big island of Japan, so it's not too far north, it's not too far south kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be chilly. But like I was there in December, and it was I was mostly walking around in a hoodie, t-shirt, and jeans. Mm-hmm. So it's really very, very mild. Sweet. And that's actually another reason. Like I said earlier, that's why I don't want to go to the Godzilla Resurgence <laughs> premiere. Is because it's in um, in August and it's miserably hot and humid. So January is going to be the opposite of that.
0: Right on.
1: I prefer cool over
0: hot.
2: Me too. Yeah, you can always here. add layers.
0: Exactly. You can't
2: always take off everything. hmm
0: Drink some hot coffee.
2: Oh yeah, lots of coffee places in Japan too. Lots and lots of coffee places. Uh speaking of consumables, like coffee, etc., you will of course be in charge of paying for your own food in this trip, but I will be there's gonna be a healthy dose, I think, of eating cheap and group meals. Group meals are like when you Like similar to here in the States, you go out with like six or seven people. You get the check at the end of the night. Uh, Either everybody just says, yep, let's just split it six ways or whatever. Or you, you know, figure out who owes what. Because there's usually a grand total for that kind of thing. And the Japanese izakayas and so forth, they don't want you to have – they're not going to be like, okay, what did you have? Let me have your card. What did you have? Let me have your card. Mm So uh, we went – I think we went to about five or six dinners where it was sort of like a larger dinner where you paid more than what we normally did for food. Um, now, I will say one of the, one of the benefits of a G tour from G fan is that they arrange things with actors and so forth. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to really be doing that. What I will do is I will try to set something cool up. And if it works out, awesome. And if it doesn't work out, don't expect that it's going to work. You know, don't expect that from the trip. That's not something that I'm planning, at least at this point. It might be something I've actually been told that if I wanted to arrange something, we could, but the, you know, that stuff costs money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is kind of like a G tour for the cost conscious, for the cheapo. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's sort of what I want people to understand in this. And this is not something where I am a tour guide. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this on the podcast with my own voice. This is not something that you will want to ever sue me for, or that I would ever want to get sued for. <laughs> I'm waving my hand like a Jedi. So, the, I you know I I want this to be light and fun and something that people enjoy doing because the yeah. people yeah. that I went with in November and December they apparently loved it. So sweet. And right here is where I'm going to insert their uh, their re- glowing reviews. Just kidding. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so like I said, if you're interested in joining me on a trip to Japan in January, especially to hit Super Festival, but a whole bunch of other really awesome stuff, send an email to controller at kaijucast.com with the subject line, KaijuCast Japan Trip. Um, there's one more thing that I will probably – I'm just going to add this so that people know. When I went in 2013 with Lady Kyle – I paid $1,100 for my flight, and that's what I consider to be an average flight, especially from Portland, Oregon, on the West Coast for those who are keeping track. So just, you know, if you're interested in going, you should start looking at what flights cost from your hometown to Narita, which is the airport in Japan. You could also fly into Haneda if you got a better deal there. Just keep in mind that's the one, you know, we'll get all that stuff nailed down and figured out. Uh, I know it sounds like I don't have everything sort of like laid out in front of me right now, but that's kind of the way, that's the nature of the beast. That's kind of the way you have to deal with these things. I can't set everything up and, and just have it be ready to go because this is not an actual tour group. This is just a trip. All right. You guys look a little tired.
1: Yeah. It's late. It's late. It, it is
2: late. This is the latest we've recorded at KaijuCast in a long
1: time. Hmm. 11 o'clock?
2: Yeah, it's almost 11, yeah. And you're totally off your microphone right now.
1: I'm off my mind. I'm I'm on it now. (laughs) You kept
2: waiting to do (laughs) that. Straddle it. All right. Well, uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to close out this particular episode with one one song. We're going to play Mothra from Godflesh, and that is a request from Farron Loathing. Which I am sure is his real name. (laughs) His real name. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Until the next episode, which I'm not exactly sure what our next episode is going to be, but I know we're going to get together soon and talk about giant monsters. Yeah. Uh, We will see you for the next episode. Jamata.